our panelists. Great to have you with us. Again, for the audience, it is a, a live session. So do please feel free to use the Q&A box and we'll get to your questions. But first of all, I'm going to move to the survey. So like our panel, which is a fantastically global panel, we have people from the US, the Middle East and across Europe with us today. Um, that is the same um, as we saw as the respondents from our survey. So let's just take a little look now at the survey and also the responses that we saw from that survey. Can someone just give me a nod to say that they can see uh, the connected packaging survey screen? Perfect, thank you very much. Okay, so what did we do? We had a survey with 18 different questions, very much similar to the questions and survey of 2022, but of course um, adapted slightly for 2023. We had 968 responses. This um, survey was carried out during the months of January and February. Um, and as I say, this was uh, 968 respondents uh, from a global um, background. What industries took part in that? You can have a quick look here. So it was a good cross section um, looking at advertising, construction, FMCG, of course, automotive, travel and other of which there were 49 other character, uh, uh, categories. So it was a very big, broad look at connected packaging as a whole. Our first question was, have you used connected packaging as a brand in the last year? And here you can see the difference from 2022, which was 46%, to 2023, which to me is an amazing 81.5%. Um, so a massive, massive increase, almost doubling, um, which is showing obviously the popularity and increased um, knowledge, but also usage um, of connected packaging. So really, really important there. But the question would be, of course, there are still 19.5% who haven't taken advantage. And what is it that's actually preventing them from doing that? And you can see the answers here on the screen. Um, a lot were just thinking about it, not just ready. Um, so that was the largest, um, almost making up half of those um, non-users at the moment. Um, other reasons here, expensive, complicated, don't know about it and not required. So um, very, very interesting, again, to be able to see the reasons why. Um, and again, we can look at those. So if you do use connected packaging, as our question went, why do you consider it important? And here you can see um, the 2022 in the black versus the 2023. Very, very similar in terms of data collection, sustainable method actually rising there. Very, very interesting and um, perhaps uh, indicating some trends there. Um, inform about product marketing decisions, uh, possibility of direct interaction of uh, consumers stroke customers, education of consumers about the product slightly dropped. I wouldn't say anything too significant there. So very, very, very uh, similar, but maybe just that increase on the sustainable method. For the participants and respondents who had already implemented connecting packaging, what were the technologies that they were using? Now we have here NFC tag, QR code, and both. You can see here that the NFC tag is actually coming out higher. Um, both of course being 22.3. So of course that also needs to be factored into the responses as it's not just QR versus NFC. Then we get to the money question. What's the maximum you would spend on a connected packaging campaign? Now, interestingly, you can see here again, 2022 uh, and 2023, 
So in the black, you can see last year's responses and you can see very big difference there in the rise in spend from coming from the under 15K, moving to the 31 to 50K US dollar mark. So a big increase there in terms of that shift of what, um, what budgets would be spent on, on connected packaging. So again, I think very, very interesting. Um, again, you can see there quite uh, similar in that kind of mid-range, 15 to 30. And um, actually, interestingly, there's a slight reduction in the 81K, but you can imagine, as you can see here, they are the lesser part of the respondents there. So that big jump being um, into that mid-range group. Then we move to gamification. Um, gamification being the use of game thinking, game techniques, game elements, yet in a non-game environment. So, of course, we're talking about that in connected packaging. Um, here, um, we asked the questions about those who've already used uh, gamification, and we saw that 70% of participants had already used gamification in their marketing campaigns, and 18.7 had actually thought about it. So again, very high in terms of using gamification. And then the question followed to ask what type of gamification did you use? Now, here you can see um, the answers. Um, up on top was definitely a traditional mobile game, 56.9% uh, there. An AR game um, coming out strong there at 30.9%. And then a little bit lower, 11.3%, um, well, I say a little bit quite lower, um, a little bit more um, in terms of looking at those main areas. Other than that, um, you had um, some, some other questions there, which is really looking at the goal. So what was the goal um, while using um, gamification? Really clear, almost 50% there, looking at the promotion of a new product or service. Um, also to note, there was mentioned as well, um, new flavor in there as well. In terms of the other half, um, you can see there that actually gather emails, gather phone numbers, and perhaps gather, gather consumer insights for future campaigns all really do kind of lie into the same space, which is collecting first-party data, and then 15% there for branding. So very, very interestingly here, we could see that 87.6% of the participants are actually planning a connected packaging campaign in 2023. And again, we could see that is a huge number compared to um, last year's 46.5%. The next question was asking about the importance or the increasing importance of the of connected packaging to the packaging industry in the next 12 months and beyond. And here are the reasons um, for the rising importance. Again, here comes that sustainable uh, trend here. It's a sustainable way to connect with and to educate consumers coming out top. Um, it will be become the main route to communicating with customers very strong there as well. And really um, looking very strong, um, it encourages customer loyalty. Gamification coming out next with gamification of valuable assets to engage um, with younger audiences. And there we have the data and insights and product information, recycling instructions, and very, very low insignificant other. So again, large uh, proportion believing that connected packaging will be increasingly important. And those are the reasons for it. That leaves 8.2 that think it will not be necessary for the future. So of course the question is why? Um, and again, we're talking about a very small percentage, but of that 8.2%, 
Um, we have a, a very strong um, response, which is that customers don't really use it. Um, very interesting um, point of view um, there. Um, moving on to the next question, for the person who just asked if the slides will be shared later, yes, they will. They will also be able to um, be downloaded from our website um, as well. In terms of connected packaging sustainability, we heard that it was an attractive way to help improve sustainable credentials. In fact, 90.7% uh, of participants agreed with this statement, which has increased um, almost by 11% um, from last year. And also, really, really interesting part where 88.1% uh, aim to increase their digital marketing spend uh, for 2023 um, as well. So the question then is, if you are planning to increase it, by how much? Um, so here, again, the really interesting point around how much to be spent. How important will connected packaging be to your business in 2023? One being not very important at all, 10 being very, very important. We can see here that people are um, coming in around the seven to nine mark. Uh, which is very much so in the positive to the fact that connected packaging will be important uh, to their businesses. Um, and also we can then take a look at that comparison between 22 and 23. And you can probably see the biggest um, increase is that 23 um, as more people um, on the eight, uh, eight out of 10. Again, as I said, one being not very important um, and 10 being very, very important. So definitely a big um, focus on the positive, which would be obviously five and above, but we can see that really focusing on seven, um, eight and nine. So as a, a quick summary, I think the three main things um, that I picked out here uh, when looking at the results here was the um, massive incorporation of connected experience into marketing plans already happening, the consideration um, of importance and the increase on digital spend. So really, really big numbers there. And in fact, if you look here, you can see between 2022, which is in your bottom right-hand corner versus uh, 2023, which is obviously now just moved to the top left corner. So big, big increases, big numbers from 2022 all on that tipping point, but now very clearly um, in the positive uh, top end of over 80% for each one of those questions. So that uh, concludes the uh, results. So now I move to our fantastic uh, panelists and I ask the questions, of course, of what do we think of this? And, you know, as I get to start, my first question, of course, is about the main general view. And, you know, it's very, very clear that over 80% of respondents are saying they've already incorporated connected experiences into their marketing plans this year. As I said, we saw this is a big increase um, from, from last year, which was 46.5, planning to use it. Paul, what do you think happened? What's happened in 2022 that's made brands change their minds so, so radically? Um, I mean, it's two or three things, but I think the main uh area for me is the sort of the renaissance of the qr code i think you know post pre pre-covid uh the, the qr code was presented to consumers and sort of embraced by some and and not all and that likewise for, for brand owners but i think um you know since we've all the the use of qr codes has become completely normalized and uh you know young and old are now using it 
and, and brand owners are realizing that it's very straightforward to place it on a pack and make their pack instantly um, connected. So I think that's the, the main reason. I mean, obviously, you've got things like um, the costs of NFC and RFID sort of coming down in price, or mainly NFC. Mm -hmm. That's the main application, you know, um, just sort of a, and also the, really the stronger, a strong realization of the opportunities. This, this should be part of uh, any brand marketing mix, you know, to, to have that sort of instant connectivity with the, the, the fantastic side benefits of all the data you get with it as well. So I, th I think the QR code um, becoming normalized is for me probably the, the, the biggest reason why we've seen such a big hike. Yeah, definitely. And if, as more brands start to, to do connected packaging, then obviously you have this snowball effect if it is uh, bringing positive uh, results. Yeah. Um, Mohammed, do you feel that that's reflective to what you're seeing? Do you have more brands asking you about connected packaging or smart packaging at the moment? Yes, yes. Actually, uh, we can see uh, since last year uh, um, a significant improvement uh, from customers, okay, into uh, re uh, requesting the connected pack. The end consumer uh, behavior keep changing, you know, and on, on, in addition to the supply chain needs as well. Uh, so we, what we can see is that uh, the, the, our customers, they want to be much more engaged for their end consumers. In mm -hmm. addition to the uh, much to be much more engaged for their, uh, their the, the whole value chain, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we already uh, um, developed the, the connected pack uh, as a concept. Okay, uh, this gives the uh, the, the customers uh, or let us say the manufacturers uh, much more engagement for their uh, uh, products, for their uh, lines performance even. Okay. And I'm talking here about manufacturing control, the quality control, supply chain control, all of that. They want to be much more familiar about what is the insights about, what is the insights of their end consumer, how they can improve the, the brand image, the, the reality of their end consumers as well. So uh, we can see uh, a significant improvement, okay, uh, by 24% uh, since last year. Okay, uh, for uh, for those from those customers whom are requesting to have uh, connected pack solutions. Yeah, lots, lots, lots more um, asking, and therefore you kind of moving into the solutions. Um, Gory, did you see anything in particular there um, that surprised you? Uh, are you surprised at the massive increase there in terms of people planning or brands planning uh, to use connected packaging? Uh, so from that perspective, no, it's it's not that surprising. And actually, it goes back to what Paul had shared about COVID playing a role in, in the resurgence of um, the importance of QR codes, for instance, and how much people are engaging with it. And that, mm -hmm. you know, people are now expecting um, to see it. And when they see it, they know, hey, this is something for me to engage, um, whether it's on PAC or on, on your TV screen on the ads. Um, the one thing, though, that I wanted to kind of plant the seed as as food for thought is this idea of gamification. So I saw in the survey that, you know, gamification is something that people or brands would want to use to engage with younger consumers. Um, you know, working on a brand that serves people 55 plus and older, 
um, I would say gamification is just as important for them, if not more important. I know it's something that we use as a service to provide to our consumers. Um, the reason for that is, you know, the number one concern for the older age group is around maintaining mental sharpness, mental health. Um, mm -hmm. And as a part of that, you know, in addition to good nutrition and exercise, games is a way to do it. It also promotes, you know, social connectivity as well. So I would say don't discard, you know, gamification as an option for, for the older consumers as well. No, that's a, a really great point. A really great point. Um, thank you for that. Urban, I, I'm going to move to you um, a little bit because um, one of the things that was surprising to me was the NFC versus QR codes. We saw 45.5% uh, for NFC, 31 using uh, QR, and it must be said 22% uh, to be using uh, both. Um, did you find that surprising? Do you find that reflective of the market at the moment? Yeah, so being from Avery Dennison Smart Trek, uh, obviously I'm representing the technology provider in this case. And uh, uh, the history of uh, Avery Dennison is actually from the label side that carries the QR code in this case. Um, and now what we see with the, with the so-called smart labels, where the NFC has been added, uh, actually in the same label, um, provides this combination of uh, uh, new technology and uh, legacy barcodes and 2D barcodes. And obviously a key from the technology standpoint is the fact that the mobile phones that we all carry now all the time uh, can read a barcode, uh, but it can also use an NFC uh, inlay. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a key, of course, both for iPhones and for, uh, for Androids. Um, the, the, the fact that it's more than half that is actually using the NFC, I would say, uh, makes sense because NFC actually provides a true um, uh, uh, uniqueness in terms of codes. It comes with a chip, comes with a technology. So it's, it's, on, it's not only providing the connection with the consumer, but it also uh, provides uh, brand protection and, and true uniqueness. You can't copy an NFC, you can mm -hmm. copy a, a barcode. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, with the NFC tags, you can do things like uh, understand the temperature at which the product is at, um, where of course you can't do that with the QR. So there's definitely some some, some differences there. Um, yeah. Gregor, I know that you're using both of those. Um, what, do, what do you find is, is your experience? What, why do you use both QR codes and um, NFC tags? Well, when you use both of them, I would say that it, it makes sense because uh, uh, if you have a label that you uh, print the QR code on, uh, that same label can also uh, have the NFC inlay. Uh, so, so practically, when, when you apply this to the product, you can do that in the same, um, uh, at the same time as you normally uh, attach that label um so that's really makes sense and also one one other feature that these uh, nfc labels can have uh, is tamper protection for example or tamper detection mm -hmm. which means that you can you can use it also for temperature as you mentioned uh, but also to 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 control if someone have opened a, a lid or something so 
it's much more versatile and um, much more uh, useful, I would say, than just uh, the barcodes. But the combination is perfect. Mm. Combining these two really makes sense. Thank you. Gregor, over to you. Um, again, you, you, you're using both of those um, at Kellogg's. And what's the reason for that? What's your experience? Well, the first thing I'd say, Jenny, is that the one thing that hasn't been discussed so far is that a lot of manufacturers experimented with QR codes about 10 years ago. Um, but at that point, the adoption rate wasn't high. The technology, you needed to have specific apps on your phone in order to be able to use them. Now, the technology is absolutely everywhere. So all you've got to do is scan it with a mobile phone and automatically things like QR codes work, which makes the adoption rate a lot easier. And so manufacturers like Kellogg being able to put QR codes onto our packaging enables us to make our packaging a lot more interactive, enables mm -hmm. us to communicate information like ingredients um, in a, a much bigger font than you would normally find on a product the size of a, of a Mars bar or on a, a, a nutritional bar. Um, we can communicate brand values. We can engage by adding dynamic content onto our packaging. And, you know, like you said, we can run gamification and things like that. Some of our brands, Pringles in particular, gamification is a really interesting route that, that we're going down. We use NFC tags to track products as we're shipping it. So it's still not come to a cost yet where we can put an NFC tag into um, our pack of cornflakes or to achieve a Pringles cost effectively. But we can use it on pallets. We can use it on cases so that we can track where they're going, where they're sitting in the world, and understand, make sure that they have actually reached their destination if a retailer claims to us that they haven't. So there's a huge amount of different things that we can do with it, both consumer facing, but also to benefit our business. That's really interesting. So looking at the NFC for logistics, distribution, uh, being able to kind of see things from the internal use. Um, and then I think you mentioned something really interesting um, that we haven't mentioned, um, which is about the interactive experience for the consumer. Um, but particularly if you are visually impaired, being able to see those ingredients in a font that you can actually make bigger, right? And uh, I think that's a really great yeah. point. I mean, one really interesting thing, I, mean, I used to work for a pharmaceutical company and you know, five years ago we were experimenting with QR codes because at the moment when you buy painkillers, you get these tiny little leaflets inside the box that has 50 different languages on it. Nobody ever reads them, but there's some really important information on that. Using QR codes and C tags allows you to be able to display that information in a very different format. So you can use video to explain to people what is inside the pack and what the potential side effects might be. Now that hasn't really caught on a huge amount yet in terms of its point. But it's coming, it's going to become more and more commonplace because it's a really useful way of displaying content in different languages, in different markets, without having to change your packaging massively. Yeah, absolutely. You're not you're not confined by space, um, nor printing costs or the ability to um, or you have the ability to be able to change that information um, at will, which of course is, is really, I love the example you say there about the, the uh, pharmaceutical products because everyone just kind of chucks that out and you look at it and there's no way. Um, a, a person in Gory's uh, audience uh, group segment of over 55s are going to be able to read that without squinting. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, so that's a, a really great, great point that you make there. So there was a massive jump. There was a lot of uh, change there in terms of 
brands using and thinking about connected packaging. And we've heard about some of the great reasons for that. But let's not forget there were 18.5% of participants who are not taking advantage of connected experiences. And around 50% of those justified their answer saying that they were thinking, um, but not ready to use it. Um, Mohammed, what can they do, in your opinion, to take that step forward and incorporate this innovation? Actually, it's a very difficult question. <laughs> but um, how we can encourage our um, uh, customers, okay, yeah. our partners for um, using the uh, the connected pack uh, by identifying the pinpoints. This is then the main core for um, for uh, for uh, motivation or for promoting any kind of sales. Okay, so uh, by identifying the the, the pinpoints and addressing those pinpoints in a, in a proper way, this will help a lot for um, um, guiding the customers towards uh, the solutions which is relevant to their pinpoints. So mm -hmm. one of those pain points is quality defects because, you know, uh, cost of poor quality as an average with a worldwide standard is costing our is costing the customers uh, a ratio of um, uh, fifteen percent. Okay, from their operational costs. Okay, uh, therefore, if we can highlight uh, such number for the customers for the manufacturers and uh, encourage them for using uh, a new methodologies, uh, which uh, should be much more digitized and highlighting the benefits behind. This will help a lot for um, uh, approaching uh, the, the, the manufacturers in a, in, a, in a better way. So uh, I define the customer, first of all, as defines customer pinpoints, allocating the, the right solution, the, real, the, the right the relevant solution. Uh, so in that case of the cost of poor quality, we are talking about the traceability uh, using the connected back cost, okay? This one. And if uh, also if um, if the customer is looking to uh, improve the reputation, the branding, the uh, end consumer reality, uh, this will come under the digital marketing and how they can collect much more feedback from the end consumer. So we are talking about the two main uh, main concepts. The first one is traceability, okay, and the second one is the uh, digital marketing as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so matching matching their objectives and their pain points with the things that connected packaging can help them with. Yeah, absolutely. That makes good sense to me. Um, some of the other reasons were too expensive, too complicated, or um, some even saying not required. Uh, what do you think, Paul? What are your thoughts on these responses? What can we do as an industry to help um, people to understand, to match, as Mohammed is saying, the, the benefits with the pain points? Yeah, I just think it's general lack of sort of awareness it's not for some people and, and it's inevitable not everyone is going to be on board it's just a it's not necessarily on their their radar so i think it's a it's a, it's the re responsibility of the industry all of us on the panel and and watching to to sort of um extol the virtues of connected packaging in, in its all, all its forms as a very cost effective and useful way of of engaging consumers and all the other benefits in terms of anti-counterfeiting and data collection and all that kind of stuff going with it. I think it's, um, and it's working because of what you've shown the, the first figures of, of, of the, the amount of people now where it's um, it's on their radar and it's actually being used. So I think it's inevitable. You're always going to have, have some outliers and, um, you know, that, that is getting down, reducing year on year, it would seem. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. More, a little bit more education for for those who aren't aware. I think is what you're saying, Paul. So that sounds that sounds uh, good, good enough there. Um, Gory, you know, one of the reasons that I saw there was was customers don't use it, and you've already revealed a a nice fact about gamification in your audience. Um, of course, you're already using QR codes on your products, as we've established. That's for the over fifty five generation um, as as a majority. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the experience. Tell us a little bit more around um, the users and, and, and what you're finding um, from your perspective. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, with our audience, what we find, and I think people underestimate, um, you know, uh, the 55 plus audience, but, you know, 71% of them are already using QR codes. Um, they're very comfortable using them. Um, they use it predominantly to, you know, um, get more information about products, to look at reviews, to look at uh, demos, videos, and um, also as a way to um, get access to products that they may not be able to purchase um, in store. Um, so our category is one where, you know, most of the shopping is done in store, but, you know, if they're not able to access a product, cause you know, we have had situations uh, where product isn't always available, um, then, you know, seeing if it's available online. Um, having said that though, you know, it's interesting that our start with the QR code actually was because of regulatory reasons. There was, uh, you know, we had to have that QR code on there to convey certain information to our consumers about our products. Um, but with the rise of the engagement with QR codes, um, what we are looking to do is to transform it so that it is more about um, engagement, um, staying connected, especially with a lot of these purchases happening in through brick and mortar still. Um, you know, this is a way for us to stay connected with them as a brand um, and continue to give them the information and the connection that they're seeking as well. Yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. And so it's it's kind of benefiting um, both your online and offline. Um, Gregor, what about your um, online? I mean, obviously, you're coming from the e-commerce uh, department. Um, you might say, well, if you're already purchasing a product online, then you know who that consumer is. Are there any other benefits um, to, to connected packaging for, for e-com? Oh, look, there can be lots of benefits of connected packaging to, to e-commerce. I and mean, the thing you've got to remember is that up until a few years ago, the pack that we were selling was a very static medium. And millions could be spent on redesigning a box once every three years or four years. Now, with the advent of connected packaging, there's a lot more that we can do. It becomes a dynamic medium. We can bring it to life. We can create targeted media and interact with our customers in different ways. You know, we do um, customer incentives as a manufacturer. So, you know, we'll give away tickets to you know, Merlin passes or games via Pringles and things like that. Um, you know, we can start building campaigns that are much more focused on our target audience, engage them in different ways. And we can start building that two-way relationship because when we run games, when we do surveys, when we do customer incentives, we can collect information and we can then use it to target and retarget and engage our customers in different ways and bring them back to different platforms or back to our own platform to find out more. So those are really important things. You know, and digital commerce is all about the full funnel. It's all about 
finding your customer, building relevance, and then converting them into purchase. And connected packaging allows us to build relevance, which is hugely important because otherwise we're just competing with everybody else. This gives us a point of difference. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Point of point of difference and that engagement experience, bringing something additional uh, to the consumer. That's 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 massive. I feel, um, especially in the experiences that we create. The main benefits that our respondents um, mentioned were data collection, um, which you talk about there, Gregor, but also the education and, and information to consumers about the products, about marketing decisions, sustainability. We saw that that was a massive trend coming through as well. Um, and of course, that possibility to have that direct uh, interaction. Mohammed, have you any particular um, uh, example or client um, that's using connected packaging um, in a dynamic and effective way, any kind of brand or campaign uh, that you can give an example for? Yeah, actually, um, um, there are um, four uh, customers uh, um, they used uh, to, uh, to run the campaign using the dynamic connected pack. Uh, two in Brazil, uh, one in China, and another one in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so uh, the um, um, the branding uh, where I uh, in in my mind now it's uh, Langero in, in Brazil, and um, uh, which we uh, run uh, too many uh, campaigns actually using the dynamic community pack. Uh, that's what I have in my mind now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, a great example, and I think that was around um, ingredients um, in terms of what was inside the product um, as well. Urban, have you any uh, particular uh, examples or anything different in the way that your customers are, are using connected packaging? Well, I think as uh, Gregor uh, alluded to, uh, there's a lot of opportunities when you connect with a consumer, of course. Um, one that we might not have mentioned this far is related to sustainability and to managing of waste, for example packaging waste, that's one use case, mm -hmm. um, bringing awareness to the consumer <laughs> how to take care of the products or the rest products, so to say. Um, waste in, in food applications as well um, mm -hmm. to reduce, you know, the, 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 the waste of food, but also give um, ideas on how to use the product in a better way, I think, some of the use cases. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely some, some good other use cases. Um, Gory, the reason that um, Boost um, started using connected packaging in the very beginning, um, why, why was that? I think it's something different that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, it was due to regulatory reasons. So essentially, we needed a way to let our consumers know about, you know, what ingredients are in our products are GMO versus non-GMO. Um, and I think Gregor, you know, made mention of this earlier about how um, QR codes gives you a way to communicate um, information to your consumers that you can't necessarily squeeze onto your pack. Um, if you were to see our packs today, there they are. There's a lot of information on there, um, and this would have been yet one more thing that we would have had to um, squeeze in. So we use the QR code to convey that information. 
um, I mean, which is important, right? I mean, this is what consumers were seeking transparency on, um, and this was our way to provide it to them. Um, and what we want to do is to continue to build um, on that, uh, you know, on that property that we've got now set onto our packaging by going beyond, you know, transparency about our ingredients, about our recipes, um, but also then start to um, use it as a tool for engagement, you know, whether it's through our loyalty program, um, you know, share about new launches, um, you know, incorporate gamification, as I'd mentioned before, because that's what our consumers are also looking for. Um, and then, you know, providing social connectivity and, and building a community within the brand users that we have. No, you know, I think that's a really good point that you make. And um, Urban talked also about recycling information. You talk about ingredients and legal requirements, legislation actually yeah. pushing you to make that first decision. And I think there's a lot of um, new legislation that's moving, certainly across Europe. I know um, obviously you're based in the States, but I can see that there is a lot of legislation, um, particularly at the moment with France, but that will be moving across. Uh, the rest of Europe in terms of being able to talk about the ingredients, but also how to recycle, which is what Urban, you were mentioning, um, and, you know, the kind of traceability, which again, Mohammed, you mentioned as well. So, you know, I think there's a lot there that's going to move things forward. Gamification is a great one. So I'm really glad to hear that you're going to move that into, into gamification. Um, Paul, over to you. Have you got any good examples that you've seen in terms of smart packaging with perhaps with gamification or otherwise? Yeah, so I think there's, there's, we've got this innovation zone uh, platform, so we're, we're, we're finding lots of new initiatives, and I think there's a sort of few that are, two or three that I can pick out. Um, um, first one is the refill and reuse market is growing uh, mm -hmm. significantly. Lots of players are working out how to get refill packaging uh, sort of um, normalised, and, and QR codes and, and RFID codes um, or tags can, can play a, a really good part in the collation and supply chain management and the cleaning, uh, the organization of those products. I think that, that's, and there's lots of examples. You mentioned France, there's there's sort of, all sorts of regulations around um, businesses having to have reusable packaging um, in their supply chain in, in, in restaurants and things like that. Germany just gone down that way. So the requirement to have a, a, an easy to use um, system using QR codes and 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 um, an RFID tags for the cleaning is is something we're definitely seeing. Um, also, quite an interesting one from um, Topan in Japan, who have just developed uh, an NFC tag um, using um, paper material as a substrate for the antennae instead of conventional PET. So that makes it more. Um, certainly more consumer friendly in terms of the amount of the reduced amount of plastic and it's also a thinner material but it's, it's slightly more sustainable so sustainability is obviously another major driver and that's sort of influencing um changes and i guess the third one which i can't really ignore which is one of the best executions uh, or initiatives we've seen in the last 12 months is is the, the, the navi lens um thing which is about um you know tags to as has already been mentioned to to make the um the, the hard of seeing easier to um to, to read important information uh, on, on packs now obviously Kellogg have done it and we've also seen PNG with Ariel, Arm Bess's and, and Coca-Cola. So 
Um, I don't see a, a good reason why most major brands shouldn't have the, the NaviLens uh, tag uh, on, on future packs. I think it's an excellent idea. Um, and I think there's some, some stat I read recently that only 7% of um, blind and partial sighted people can actually use Braille. So this is, seems to me like a, a really good alternative to ensure that they get all the necessary information and also an opportunity for them to engage with the brand as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A great way to be able to be much more inclusive um, in terms of, of consumers and support them, um, which is a great win if you're looking for differentiation, which, you know, Gregor mentioned earlier as well. Um, if you can make your audience feel included, um, then, of course, no matter who you are, you're going to feel more affinity with that with that brand. Um, Going back to gamification, um, we saw that 55% uh, chose a traditional mobile game, 30% chose an AR game, 11.3% uh, chose a quiz. Um, what do you think about those decisions, Gregor? I mean, do you agree with those? Is that the type of um, way that you are seeing uh, gamification being used? Um, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think a lot of it is coming down to who the target audience of the different brands are. Although I do quite the interest in the gamification is important for, for the over 50s as well. Um, I look forward to seeing my parents playing mobile games based off of um, something that they picked up on pack. Uh, um, I, I think it could be a long time before that happens. Um, I think certainly as, as the technology progresses, we'll see more diversification in terms of how QR codes and NFC tags are, are used and what the basis of um, gamification is going to be. I do find it interesting that quizzes aren't being used as much, um, particularly as it's a really interesting way of gathering consumer information without the consumer necessarily knowing that you are just asking them questions to find out information about themselves or about what they're buying. You know, certainly in the industry that I work in, one of the holy grail pieces of information isn't just what customers have bought, but what they've bought with it. And you can use gamification to understand what else was in the customer's basket so you can then start creating collaborations you can start doing really interesting um, need-based bundling which is again the direction that digital commerce is likely to go in the next few years is it's going to be a lot more need focused rather than specific product focus so using gamification to gather that information without your customer necessarily knowing that that's what you're actively going to try and do is a really great way of, of gaining information um, and making it valuable and, and sort of add, add a value to the customer at the same time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. I found it a bit, uh, a, a, a little bit surprising that quiz was quite so low um, on the list. But I also wonder if um, if the thought of asking maybe one or two or three questions, you know, how often do you buy this product? Have you bought this product before? When do you consume this product? Even just, you know, three questions being able to understand consumer behaviour one of the things that kind of came into my mind was, is it the fact that we said quiz that makes somebody sound, makes it sound, oh, that sounds really boring, whereas actually a couple of questions is also a quiz. Um, that was kind of one of my thoughts there. But it's definitely, like you say, a, a massively insightful way to be able to get the information from the consumer and in real time. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, we've, we've got a question coming from the audience, um, Paul. Um, which was around the uh, Navigens tag. Um, which market um, do you say Coca-Cola are using that in, asks Alan. 
Uh, they are using it in, I can look it up now. Um, it's a pilot and it is in the UK market. So uh, yeah, for on, on for the, over the Christmas period on um, Christmas multi-packs, 24 and 30 can, 30 can uh, collations. So um, yeah, so uh, they're, um, yeah, so that's a UK execution. Thank you, thanks for that. Um, Urban, we actually have a question you might be able to help us with. Um, this is from um, MT, and um, they ask, is there a, a price difference? Well, there is a price difference. What is the price difference between a QR code and an NFT tag uh, stroke label? Have, have you got any kind of price points for us? Yeah, so uh, it depends on the type of uh, NFC uh, inlay used, of course, but I uh, can give a ballpark price, which is like 10 to 15 uh, US cent um, in this volume. Um, mm -hmm. But um, we prefer to look at the benefits, of course, uh, adding this technology and the, the, the adding a digital twin. Um, so it, it makes sense, as you could see from the from the survey, to more than 50% of the respondents to use NFC. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely come down an awful lot in cost. It was a lot more expensive before. I know when we were trying to work with some very early customers, NFC tags on, on you know, FMCG goods just didn't, it just didn't work out. The margins are, are too small there to then be able to absorb that. But I think that that might still be true for, for FMCG, but the, the cost has massively come down um in terms of the the nfc uh tag moving um back uh to, to some of the questions that i've got in mind and and i think that one of those is really around um the insight option um there's definitely a a huge difference in opportunities we saw there that over 50 percent we're talking about gathering emails phone numbers um etc do you, education seem to score low on that question? Um, do, do you think uh, that education is something uh, that the NFC tags uh, are used for, Urban? Um, question for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, well, education is one thing, but I, I think key is, uh, depending, of course, what system you have behind that gathers this information, but it's it's connecting packaging with consumers in real time. I think the timing uh, aspect of the connection and 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 the tools behind that anal analysis you can get uh, with connecting to consumers across the globe for your product uh, opens up the the, the different um, uh, possibilities, including the the awareness, the how to to manage the waste, uh, how to use the product. You can even use the technology to enable the use of products uh, because it provides this uniqueness. Uh, and you can also do that, of course, with with, um, with a QR code, but then it requires some kind of encryption and so it becomes much more complicated. The NFC technology, the RFID technology, as we call it, is um, very straightforward and supported by the consumer um, mobile phone. So that's the key, I think. Okay, yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, as we come to our final minutes, I really wanted to ask my main question, which is, do you feel 
um, that we are moving to a place where everything uh, will be connected. And in fact, customers will be looking at products, looking for the QR code. Do you think that's a, a fantasy of mine or, or can you see that being a reality? And um, I'm just going to come around to each of you uh, to close up the webinar and, and get your opinion on that. Um, so I'll start with yourself, Mohammed. Um, how, how do you feel about connected packaging? Can you envisage a time in the future where everything will be connected and consumers will be actively looking for the QR code? I'm really confident about that because we uh, we can we can feel that uh, and we can even recognize that all of the end consumer need to be much more familiar and engaged for their products which in our which in their hands. Okay, this is the first one. And second one is the uh, manufacturers they want to have to be much more engaged and uh, to have the full control of their products in the manufacturing process as well. So connected bag solution is a perfect one for achieving that target either for the end consumer and for manufacturers. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mohammed. Paul, over to you. Yeah, I think it's not just one of those trends that will just continue to grow over over many years, and we'll get to the point where it's as ubiquitous as the barcode. You know, everyone will be you know you'll be connecting to packs, and it will be by exception. You know, it'll be unusual. Um, you know, we're moving to uh, this so-called Internet of Things world, um, and I can only see it increasing and going in one direction. Thank you, Paul. Gregor, how are you feeling? Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I do agree. I mean, I think. Um... Within the next five years, the vast majority of categories within FMCG and CPG, digital generations are going to become the predominant generation in the marketplace. They'll become the biggest customers. As the baby boomers continue to die out and the other older generations um, you know, stop being the, the dominant customers, the digital generations are going to expect packaging to be more dynamic. They're going to expect more from the products that they are buying and, and stop just buying an item and start buying more of an experience. So I would expect that more packaging will become dynamic. Maybe not all of it, but some of it. Um, more of it will become dynamic and will be used for a whole load of different, different reasons, not just linking to ingredients and nutritional information, but to inspire use, to convey messages, to link to social media, to um, you know, really build more around the brand rather than just, here's my product, buy it from a shelf. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I love the fact um, that everyone feels that it's going to be uh, the exception as the di digital generation gets older. Um, Gory, that kind of goes nicely into, into your uh, answer there. Again, coming from that slightly older perspective, how do you feel? Is that something where it's uh, every it's going to be as ubiquitous as the, the barcode? Look, I mean, the change has already started, right? Um, so the boomers are starting it, right? Um, and and it's going to continue to to get to become even more of a necessity um, as you know as more and more people age into the the target age group for this brand. Um, and to Gregor's point, you know, I think it's going to have to go beyond providing basic information and provide an experience, and you know as the internet of things becomes, you know, more common and in day-to-day life, you know, also providing um, convenience, ease of use, you know, the minute you put, you know, you slide in, you know, a six pack of, of our product, you know, does it connect in, you know, kind of click, click into, um, 
their refrigerator and, you know, based on whatever's on that pack, you know, kind of give an update of, okay, you're, you've got your, your stock for the week. And, you know, once it's done, Hey, put it on the shopping list and, you know, time to, to refill. So I can see it becoming a daily part of everything that's being done. Um, and yeah, it will become an expectation um, as we continue to, to move into the future. Yeah, no, you know, I desperately need a fridge that tells me the recipes I can create with the yes. things I've got left in it. I really need that. So hurry up. <laughs> um, Irvin, um, over to you. Are you going to uh, continue the positive streak or are you going to uh, fall on the other side of the fence? No, I think that uh, we at Tiber Denison, of course, believe in a, in a future with um, uh, all items uh, having a digital ID and a digital twin in the cloud and so on, and all the opportunities that gives us. And um, uh, we, we see the, the adaptation is growing uh, year on year at a significant rate uh, from different use cases. Uh, and connected packaging is also, I would say, an expectation from consumers, uh, not only the immediate connection on a product to get um, uh, maybe a quiz or some connection on, on where this product comes from uh, and so on, but also in terms of expectation on, on trace traceability of products and, yeah. and, and uh, the origin of products. Uh, and that also relates to the brand protection and authenticity of, of a product, I think, that makes sense for both the producer of the products, but also for the consumer. We, I think yeah. we are increasingly more uh, concerned about where things come comes from and how to yeah. use them well yes absolutely most, most most definitely there are so many different use cases and i think more and more of that's going to be pushed uh from um audience demanding legislation technology advancements and everything else so you know it's been a fantastic panel um you know thank you so much uh for all of your fantastic views as alan's just mentioned a, a fantastic array of different experiences and i you know i've really enjoyed uh this panel so thank you very much and i will share uh the slides i will share the research um as well and there's some questions we haven't even had a chance to get to so again i will um share those um around it leaves me one last quick thing to do which is obviously to pick um the winner of the respondents uh, survey and that goes to drumwell takuya onuki uh which i hope i've pronounced correctly um congratulations to you we'll obviously follow up with yourself uh, privately as well so thank you again that leaves me uh, to say nothing else but i wish you all a very good day um and a great week ahead thanks very much <laughs>